Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, January 19, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, you're going to be interested to see some of the numbers today, some of the numbers that worked out today on both sides of the tape. That's from an intraday perspective, so stay tuned for that. We're also going to take a look at the daily chart as we always do and beyond. What's jumping off the page? Has anything changed? Is the market in a weak position, downtrending position? What is the position and what are the expectations going forward in the short run and in the intermediate term? That's what we're going to discuss in tonight's video. Let's start with the bigger picture. The bigger picture is the market's in a bounce, in a downtrend. It is, in fact, a bear market rally until it's not. We discuss that each and every day. So right now, the market made a high over here, and it came down, made a low, and now we're rallying and in the process of making a lower high. That's pretty much what happened as of yesterday. Is it possible that the market has one more leg higher to suck in the remaining bears, suck them into the bull side of the equation, issue some more pies in the face to the shorts, make it look like all signals are clear for new highs, and then, and only then, do they pull the rug out for the next leg down. That's always a possibility, and it'll remain a possibility as long as the market is above the convergence of these two moving averages the 20 and the 100 period moving average. There's nothing magic about those right now, but being below those moving averages, which puts them below all of the moving averages, at least I pay attention to, the only thing standing in the way of another leg down are the most recent lows, which then aren't that far away, so we can use it as a benchmark. That's why I bring up those moving averages. They're close to current price, and yet it puts the market in a precarious position should they get below because there's some other stuff down there from a number perspective that could open the floodgates for the next leg lower. So we're using the convergence of moving averages 150 as a guideline slash benchmark. What else do we have? Well, we had a reversal day yesterday and we did have some follow through today. They were not able to fill the gap left open from yesterday's close. They made an attempt this afternoon to do it, and they could not. They chose to not fill the gap. It is options expiration. Weird stuff happens. Don't be surprised to see them taking a leg higher tomorrow into the end of options expiration to shake out the remaining last holdouts, holding a position that they can get shaken out of still. No change on the weekly chart. Here's a rough draft of the trend line we've been discussing. And when you look at this, you say, well, yeah, it makes sense. And wherever you want to draw a pivot to pivot, I like the first two. So right here, here, they missed it here, and here they hit it. And you can see if they break above, that is meaningful. There's no two ways about whether that's meaningful or not. The question is, will they have the gusto to do it, or will the next leg down start before they even make one more attempt to do it. By the way, 
Here they come up short in terms of the daily chart, short of the convergence of those moving averages. So they're kind of leaving them untouched. It would be a little bit unique slash odd if they just went up from here and never touched those moving averages on this decline, having come so close. Yet, of course, we look around the horn and we see, for example, on a 240-minute chart, they did come into the 50-period moving average, bounced off of it, put in a pseudo signal or sign of a trend change. Now we're in the midst of a retracement after missing the gap. That's the narration of what actually happened today on the 240 chart. Below the low that was made earlier today on this particular 240 chart, and the door opens for a whole nother leg lower, and the whole other leg lower would likely culminate in the 385 neighborhood. On the 120-minute chart, the 100-period moving average acted as support. And you'll see it really wasn't these moving averages. They're just supporting cast. We had a zone right out of the gate at zero dark 30. I was zeroed in on today's schematic from the time I was wiping the stuff away from my eyes. What else did they do today? And why would I consider the fact that this could be one of these ABC routines still, meaning it still may not be over in terms of the push upward. Why is that? Well, because when you take the low that was made and you take the high that was made the other day, what we did today, what they did today, was come into almost to the penny, not quite, but spike through just by pennies, the 50% retracement. It's a garden variety retracement operation. Funny how that works. Let's see exactly what was focused on inside the numbers today. We're going to take a look at the highlights of the commentary. What I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check my work. We'll circle back to Stocks on the Move, talk about those for a moment. What I want to do is focus on the important stuff that came to fruition from inside the numbers, from the commentary. Let's start with the zero dark 30 comments. What is that exactly? That's around 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning when I start culminating the first set of comments. At zero dark, we've got the makings of a follow-through day, follow-through meaning follow-through to the downside, confirming yesterday's outside reversal day. Let's talk about the numbers. One of them discussed yesterday was 388.25. Might want to start by putting that one on a sticky note. Well, the thieves in the morning are knocking on the door while it's still zero dark. And here's a picture of a five-minute chart with the pre-market activity. And this zone down here along with the line represents 388.25. And they creeped into it at zero dark 30. And they bounced away from it to make you think they're finished, only to come back and do it again later in the day. No worries. They didn't really fool anybody. Just for visual purposes, this is what the regular session looked like. Right at the vertical is today's activity. 388.25 was an important number. We had a zone, which you'll see come out in the notes a little bit later, closer to the opening bell. Other than the fact that they played games with it, did the Macarena in front of it over here, but nevertheless, that was an important number. They gave you a trade from the zone as specified. They also gave you a trade to the zone, as you'll see, as specified. It's a trader's choice. The short trades are harder, certainly when the market's down, trading it in the hole. 
than the long trades, but knowing where the market's headed as a target is certainly helpful if you're in that camp. So the thieves in the door were knocking on the door. It's an important spot and likely find a bull bear battle, whether it's in the pre-market or regular way trading. So what I'm saying here is both. And lo and behold, we did have some traders that took it both ways, meaning in the pre-market and then again later on. Anything lower, and we'll discuss in real time, we don't need to discuss it at zero dark 30. The flip around operation is the first order of business for a rescue would be to get above and close candles above yesterday's closing price, 391.55. They were never able to get there. They tried one time, but they couldn't get there today. Let's see what else we have as the day starts to mature a little bit. 388 and a quarter is the new 398.50. That was from yesterday. That was our pivot yesterday. And I believe a couple of days, 388.25 is the new pivot. That means our morning pivot. It's important, magnetic, and support. Getting below doesn't mean they won't pop back above. So I'm setting the table here if you're reading, not between the lines, but if you're reading the actual words. It just means they're running some lower tests above 388.25, and the bulls will want to try and rally slash pop the tape to run some tests up north. If you think about what happened after the fact, remember, this is long before the opening bell. If you think about how the day traded out, what happened after the fact, that's exactly what happened after the fact. Namely, a spike back above 390. What happened? They spiked back above 390. That was on the initial push. Let's see what else we have. So the morning thieves were bouncing the tape, garden variety stuff. Nobody should be surprised. What we said earlier, it's an important spot, and they'll find a bull bear battle before or after the opening bell. 921, here we go. 388.25 and a spike of it. If tested, is still support. If they retested after the opening bell, it might take some time, but they should have a bull bear battle down there. There should be, I didn't realize I said that twice, a bull bear battle down there. So we're looking for two bull bear battles, and they had two bull bear battles, should be tested at least, meaning they should get there. The spike can go some lower, and then I give the just in case, or if they start getting below the lower price, which they never, by the way, got to, what we say here again is, my expectation going in is that they won't run away out of the gate, meaning if they try and rally it into the opening bell, after the opening bell, I'm saying they're not going to just run away, but in my opinion, they should come back to run a test of 388.25. Getting above 390.35, I'll begin to change my tune. So you know where I stand on both sides of the tape. This was also discussed in detail just like this, but a lot more detail in the live room for the traders in the live room. And by the way, any traders in the live room, post a comment under this video. Let us know how it's going, regardless of whether you've taken a trade or not taken a trade. Let us know how it's going in there. 932, 390 and a spike of it is overhead resistance. 388 and a quarter down to 386.90 is a support zone. There you have it, 390, a spike of it is resistance, 388 and a quarter is support. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. 945, 388 and a quarter is still support. What I'm saying here is, even though they're bouncing away from it, even though they came up short and they're hovering, it's still support. The more important the number, the more I'm willing to take the trade 
even if they haven't done it yet, meaning I'm willing to give it some time in the beginning of the day while there's good market participation. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Now here's where I start saying they came up short, they're going sideways, it's about an hour into the trading day, the price is not the same anymore, it's not the same trade. The support is the same, the trade begins to change, the zone is still important. Above 389.50 still opens the door for another attempt to get over 390. So you're always getting both sides. Now, even though the trade changed, look at the 937 post. They finally reached the zone. Here it is. It's still support. From within there, they should find a morning low and bounce. They found morning low and bounced. Here's one low, and it looked like a bounce, but then they failed. Here's the morning low, and that was it. That was the low for the day. It was a late morning low, more like a brunch. So all I'm saying here is it's not the same quality trade. And you can also see here, 1046, still a big zone of support, still should bounce back as they spike into it, still a zone for a morning low. I'm telling you everything I can tell you. Pause the video. Read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here each and every day. If you think this is something that can benefit your trading activity, come check out Inside the Numbers. We're still in the midst of a warm-up routine. It's early in earnings season. We only had one hit its number today. The other four on the board did not. One came close, but no cigar. It'll pick up steam next week. Believe me, they will come fast and furious. We'll take a look at the chart of all state. Buzz cut at the opening bell, and here's what happened in this 1015 candle. The low was 123.56, and they start to bounce away. Takes this trade off the table because they came up six cents short. Then they came into the zone provided before the opening bell, and then turned around and went back in the other direction. So technically, they did the thing. This one classifies as the manner in which wasn't what we're looking for. The takeaway, the numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? It's all the same market. They had a down day, couldn't fill their gap, did come into some moving averages, but there's nothing really to read into this other than you had basically a mirror image day down slightly more than the S&P 500. It's all the same market. There's really nothing more to discuss in terms of the IWM. Nothing more than what we discussed yesterday around resistance at the other attempt or the last attempt to make another high or to challenge these former highs, this double top here. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Relative weakness for sure against the S&P 500 down 1.3%, S&P down about 0.6%, give or take. We don't know until we know. This is above all the moving averages, so still classifies as an uptrend, but it would also be classified as another lower high. Lower high over here, and then another really essentially lower high. If they stay above the moving averages, the bull case is alive. They start to slip below. You're going to see them scale down, and the rest of the market's likely coming along for the ride. The Q people, it's all the same market. They went into the moving averages. They're pulling back after the reversal day, follow-through day, same routine. Also missed filling yesterday's gap. 
Don't rule out that they won't do it on Friday at some point. If there's a positive on this chart so far, it's that they haven't retraced as much as the S&P 500. They're actually relative strength embedded in this chart in terms of the last two days down from low to high that we discussed in the S&P. So if you take this low down here and you take the high, they have yet to retrace 50%. It's right around here at the 20-period moving average, give or take. So here they have less of a pullback off the high than we've had so far in the S&P. Can we read into that? No, not really, but it is relative strength in the bigger picture schematic. Financials teetering at these moving averages put in a sign or signal of a trend change day, but it's in the middle of no man's land, so you can't really make heads or tails out of it. It's not at a low on a chart, which would be more meaningful, and it's not at a high on a chart, which would be more meaningful. It's right in the middle of a range, which we can't really make heads or tails of. That's at least from my perspective. Weekly chart? still a range. I mean, you could certainly make a case that until they break the low of this range here, this low here, that this is just going back and forth on a weekly basis, which by the way, takes a while. Look at all these weeks. Each candle is a separate week. And if they go back up, that may take another two or three weeks. It's certainly possible. And that's not a bearish pattern in the making. If they break out to the upside above this hundred period moving average, there's some room to run. So you have to look at both sides of the tape. You have to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. Each chart is independent of one another. Smash mouth, pretty good down day, pretty good follow through day. I'd have to say out of all the markets we discuss on a regular basis, this particular sector had more of a follow through type of situation than others. The semiconductor space is a good proxy for the tech space as a whole, so we have to watch that closely. It's sticky note worthy. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense. Market analysis.